the way I think about confidence has a lot to do with risk and executing on risk. This is why I'm very upset about eighth place trophies. I believe that we tell everybody that games don't matter, then we're confusing them. That's not how nature works. I think I have a lot of confidence because I failed a lot. I got comfortable with failing. Hola, hola, it's your girl Erica from America. Welcome to the Confidence Chronicles podcast. This podcast is all about helping you stand in who you are. Stop giving a fuck what people think about you. Start standing as your fully expressed self. As you are queen, as is, there is no filter needed. You are fucking awesome. And I am here to remind you, I'm a confidence coach, a business mentor, a speaker, an author, and I am obsessed with women standing up, showing up, and creating their confidence. And I cannot wait to dig into today's episode with you. Okay, my friend, today on the podcast, I have the one and only Gary Vaynerchuk is in the house. Oh my God. First of all, I cannot believe that I interviewed Gary Vaynerchuk, that he said yes, because he is a very busy man. It was uh, very short. This is a short interview. However, I will say that the shit that he shared, he hadn't shared before. It's punchy. It's legit. It's amazing. Incredible. Talks a lot about confidence and about insecurity and about how he became so empathetic and compassionate and how he sees confidence. Oh my goodness. Uh, If you don't know who Gary Vee is, what are you doing? You're living under a rock, my friend, because this man, uh, CEO of VaynerMedia, he started the wine library back in the day. He's got such an incredible work ethic and humility about him. Huge. I love him to death. I've been following him since 2016, 2017, and I literally started my podcast because of Gary. I launched my coaching business because of Gary, listening to him on YouTube while I was breastfeeding my little baby who is now six years old. And my toddler was running around. If you want to see any of this footage, you can go to my YouTube, the Queen of Confidence YouTube. I'll link it below. And you can see my videos of me watching Gary V on repeat, trying to get some inspiration while trying to manage two kids on my own because Hamish was working. And he just gave me the fucking loving bitch slap. He gave me the real talk of like, stop messing around, stop waiting, stop playing, go out there, create it for yourself, start the podcast, start the YouTube. And so that encouraging message led me to read his audiobook, Crushing It. So I listened to Crushing It and I just said to my husband, yo, I'm going ham. I'm not going back to work. I'm starting my business. I'm going to do this. And literally within 11 months, I made 160K in the business. And it is directly, directly correlated to Gary Vaynerchuk. If it wasn't for him and his message and the way that he speaks and the strong way that he shares, I would have never done it. So fuck, without further ado, I cannot believe I'm about to introduce Gary V to the podcast. Oh, hello, Gary. Good to see you. (laughs) Thank you so much, so much for being here. This podcast exists because of you, and it's all about teaching people how to stand in their confidence. So I'd like to ask you, uh, confidence to me, I love the definition. It's a Latin definition. It stands for self-trust. So how have you been able to create such an amazing trust in yourself and belief and confidence? And how did your upbringing and your family and your mom and your beautiful community as a child help you do that? 
That's a great question. First of all, thank you for having me on the podcast. I love you. Um, the best. You know, I think about this a lot because I think I really do see the world through the lens of confidence versus insecurity. And I believe most of the pain and the hurt and the anger and the darkness in our society is completely based on insecurity. I think about it a lot. I, I define it in a couple quick ways. I, I think first and foremost, I do believe there is a heavy part of the DNA that you're born with that is a variable. Now, when I see that, I don't mean that if somebody's born, if they're both confident, not confident, one is, one isn't, that they can't be a different version of themselves. But I do believe DNA is a factor. I think parenting is a major factor. Yes. Now, this is where in modern times, especially the last 20 years, we've lost our way. I think a lot of modern parents believe telling their kids they're great at everything leads to confidence. And I think we've overcorrected. You know, we came from the era of where your parents didn't tell you they loved you, right? Like yeah. the sixth yeah. that people talk about that. And now we're in an era where people tell you can do anything and the kid knows they can't. And we've got to find the middle. Yeah, yeah. My mom was incredibly influential. You know, I speak about that a lot. Yeah, yeah. And what she did well was she found the middle. You know, in a world of black and white, she found the gray. In a world of blue and red in politics, she found the purple. She made me feel good. But what she didn't do was manipulate merit. When I struck out in a baseball game and tried to say that it was the sun was in my eye as an excuse, <laughs> yeah. she wouldn't support that. She always knew that I would make it, but she still punished me for bad grades. Yeah. So she'd say you're going to make it and taught me that there wasn't ramifications for mailing it in. So in her grounding of me, she was teaching me that things have consequences, but they don't define you. She was finding the middle. Beautiful. The way I think about confidence has a lot to do with risk and executing on risk. This is why I'm very upset about eighth place trophies. I believe that we tell everybody that games don't matter, then we're confusing them. That's not how nature works. I think I have a lot of confidence because I failed a lot. Yes. I got comfortable with failing. I think a lot of people struggle with confidence because they got straight A's. Yeah, yeah. They always were attractive. They they didn't have as much adversity in their youth. And they don't realize, this is actually very powerful. I don't think I've ever articulated this. I don't think people realize that are good at everything in their youth that they actually were using their fear to stay away from things that they weren't going to be naturally good at. Yes. Oh my God. I see a lot of kids avoiding competition because they don't want to lose. So they get to say they're good at everything, but they're actually just good at a couple of things. They don't try everything. They don't try most things. I think when I think about confidence, I think it becomes very grounded in a relationship of losing. Give me the, I've never heard that. Give me the Latin term. What's the definition for confidence? It's fidere and it's like confianza, like in Spanish, confianza is trust, yes. trusting yourself. And so I share that because then I'm like, you don't have to say I'm not confident or I am. I'm like, do you trust yourself? Do you know why I trust myself blindly? Predominantly because I know how I act when I lose. That's so good. If you understand? <laughs> yeah. I don't trust myself based on when I win. That's easy. I believe that there is an incredible, incredible correlation to one's relationship with losing and their 
Okay, my friend, if you are loving this podcast, you want to do the work with me, it is time to level up your life. I want to let you know that the Sisterhood has had an upgrade. We have now created two programs. One is Sisterhood Online. That is for the women that are all over the world who want to work with me, who want to level up, live coaching, live support, community. It's amazing. Then we got Sisterhood Live, which is in Australia. If you are here and you are lit and you want to get into live events with me and the sisters, check out the Sisterhood Live. Both programs are open now. I cannot wait to see you in there. Head to the link in the show notes to learn more. Okay, back to this episode. Confidence. Do you feel like that your mom and your upbringing helped you with the humility? Because I will say, when I met you in Melbourne and every time I've seen you, like, wow, fuck, you just humble you've stayed the same person you're kind you're caring you're loving you take photos with people like you're just so kind and hum- uh, humble and i feel like it's a trait that not a lot of people have and you fucking have it do you feel like that supported you as well with the humility side of things you know i appreciate you saying that and i think humility comes from the losing i don't think i'm special because i've tasted losing so much Mm-mm. and this goes back to what i think is the ingredients of confidence trusting yourself is knowing you're good during bad times. I feel like I always say I'm a wartime general. Like I'm at my best when it's bad. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck, that's so good. Your message, right, is always about the empathy and the compassion, and it's such a message that the world needs. I think it's always needed it, but from when I was following you in 2017 to now, it's like it's amplified from from your end, which is beautiful because it's needed. Have you done any like personal work, coaching, therapy, personal development, like to develop you, the person, you, Gary, the man, the dad, the person? Um, And how important do you think it is like self-development and growth? I hadn't for the majority of my life, but over the last, ironically, probably, you know, to your point, six, seven years, and I don't really feel overly affected on my content because of this work. It was more about real stuff going on in my life. I had a come to Jesus moment in the last five to seven years where I realized, and it's crazy because Gary V, me, it's my authentic self, but in this setting, when he's doing public content, he's really good at candor. Me, Gary Vaynerchuk, in my personal life as a boss, back to Charles Pearson. Charles was taking advantage of our friendship and breaking rules at the store and razzing people. And I just fired him on the spot. And he was shocked and hurt. And for me, it was like, what are you talking about? You've been doing the wrong thing for a year. I've been letting you get away with it. But in reality, the 47-year-old Gary would have been able to sit down with him and tell him along the way, hey, brother, you keep doing this. I'm going to have to let you go. And I probably did in my like backwards joking stuff, you know? So anyway, I've done therapy. I've done work. And it's been predominantly around me becoming better at candor with my closest relationships, not my public life where I'm very good at it. Yeah. Yeah. It's been very fruitful and I feel like I'm better everything, including CEO, including father and all that. Oh, I love that so much. Thank you for sharing that. I think it's so important. People don't see that behind the scenes. I think there's a fine balance back to purple and black and white. Like I love that people are being more vulnerable today, but I will say in the growth of vulnerability, we need growth and accountability. People become very good at blaming mom and dad for all their problems. Oh, This all sucks because my mom did this. Got it. Let me do the work. No, 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 no. Yes, comma, you're a big boy now. Stop it. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. When I talk about being better at candor, I never bring up what I know to be true about what got me there. 
I always say, watch what I do, not what I say. I champion my parents, maybe more, I don't know, but I'm a human being. There's things my parents did that I think were misturns, miscues. I never talk about those things. Yeah. Talk yeah. about my dad, maybe not like like in the work environment on certain things, but not me, like things he did. That I, and so I think more people should look at that. Mm. I think people need to look at accountability. I think people are finally looking to be a little more vulnerable and things of that nature. But I think accountability is on the decline, which is leading to a lot of the unhappiness in the world. I believe the quickest path to happiness is accountability. Once you realize that everything is your fault, you actually become happier. And some people are like, you don't get it, Gary. My father was an alcoholic. My mother sexually abused. I mean, there's real shit in the world. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm one of them. I hear you. So when I talk to my friends in private, this is less public talk or acquaintances or business people, if they ever like, you know, I'm so out there. People feel comfortable with the way I roll. I get into some deep ass combos. Yeah. <laughs> I say to them all the time because I can't relate. It's very hard to relate with somebody who's had an extreme thing happen. But I do say this to them every time, no matter how, I mean, tears in my eyes for hearing their story, I will still say, because I feel responsible for it, hey, just to remind you, if anybody on earth with the same exact circumstances as you has ever done the work to get to a content and happy place, well, then you can too. Because a lot of people use their damage or their negative story as an excuse to never evolve. That's exactly why this podcast exists, because I had a fucked up life, sexually abused, foster care. My dad kidnapped me. My husband died, broke my back. Yeah, let, let just, let just, I'm sorry to interrupt. I just want everyone who's listening to this. You just rattled off four things that if 90%, 80%, 70% of the audience had one of those things happen. Yeah. My grandmother, may she rest in peace, Esther brought up being a widow every day of her life. When I got older, I tried to explain to her, I'm like, grandma, like I get it, but you can't use that you've been widowed as an excuse for every single thing you do because unfortunately, hundreds of millions of people in the test of time have been widowed. Yeah, we gotta move it. You gotta move it, not for your, not for anyone but yourself. Yeah, and we can. Exactly, before you start moving it, you know how people say, no, no, Sally, you gotta do this for your kids. Fuck that. No, fuck that, yeah, 100%. Sally, you gotta do this for you, and once you do it for you, then it will happen for the kids. Exactly, I love that. That's my favorite video, like, hello, I have a million, but that video that's pinned on your Instagram with that lady that's like, how do I become more confident? Because obviously I talk about this, and I'm just like, you need a model. Like, you, they're gonna watch who you're being, not what you say. They don't listen to what we say. It's the best message for kids. 100%. I love you and thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Thank you so much for listening. I freaking love you. I appreciate you. Thank you for your ears and your energy and your attention. Thank you for letting me into your world. And thank you so much for listening and tuning in to this podcast. There are so many podcasts you can listen to. And I deeply, deeply, for real, for real, appreciate you listening to mine. Do me one big favor, one big thing. Please share this episode or this podcast with a woman who you know needs to hear this. This is my mission on planet Earth to serve as many women as possible so that we can show up, stand up, speak up, and create the confidence and the life that we desire. I appreciate you, my love. I will see you on the next episode. 